What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome to the Kaisa Show. We're very excited to have you here. But first, let me check in with my co-host. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know with that look. I didn't know what was happening. Sip your tea. Well, to be totally honest, you put out this energy when you're in a rush. And I have to be really selective with everything time related so i'm i'm no but that's okay you're on the slower spectrum of doing things and i'm on the speedier spectrum so we both have to meet in the middle yeah Uh, i'm doing a lot of work to slow down and not rush and you know show up and you know not give you anxiety i'm i'm trying to i'm okay i'm gonna try to look past your uh time crunch eyes today because you do this and that's this- saying, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm doing good. River started kindergarten this week, kind of. Oh, like half days. Wow. That was a big moment. Yeah. We totally cried. Really? You know what was a surprise? Not that many criers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it was like, <laughs> like th- because it's jumpstart, like it's not full kindergarten yet. It's just like a week of half days and like we had to go to a thing. But like, I was thinking like, Dude, everyone's going to be in tears. You know, their little person is going to school, you know, and and he's been in school for us. So it wasn't even like some crazy transition. It was just a new school. And we're like <laughs> looking at him and he's in this little blue line and, and he's like looking at us. He's like, bye, mom and dad. And he's fine. And we're like, bye, son. We're going to go right here, 20 feet away from you. There's a wall right here, but we're going to be on the other side. And then like the vice principal like called us out too he's like i know there's a couple criers and he like looked right (laughs) wow okay for those of you just tuning in audibly um that last one caused guys to spit out the hop water this is becoming a thing this is the second time it's happened in two weeks i think you're getting funnier i did not expect you to say that the principal called out you guys as the criers yeah it was literally like i know there was a couple criers and then he like looked right over at priya and he was just like he was like looking in your direction it was funny I mean, he had a good, you know, he was, we were excited about it but yeah anyway so that's that's new news in our uh in our world what's up with you What's not up with me? Yeah, you have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. And you know what? We don't have time to dig into we it. We totally do. Look, this is the easy stuff, you know, then we can cut the harder stuff short. So okay. what what give us two things that's going on. What's going on? I mean, the biggest thing that is going on is I just finished filming the Get Strong Challenge. Yeah. So that's a really big deal. Um also I'm dealing with an injury, which I feel like we talked about this on the last podcast, but it got officially yeah. confirmed by the doc. Oh yeah, what what was it? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> oh, amazing. Was that a, Sorry about that. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I thought it had more of a fresh, like, <laughs> nasal breath. It didn't work. Um, a fancy term, I think, is called tendinopathy. There's a bunch of words for it because he essentially said it can be a handful of things. But my tendon is fraying. My tendons are fraying. Uh, wow, which ones? The So basically, I'm ha- I feel like I have a hamstring injury. And so the way in which the hamstring eventually attaches to the bone or any muscle attaches to the bone. Down low, like nope. towards the knee or up towards the butt? Up, up in, literally in. Up in the butt. Yeah, because it's in the pelvis. Interesting. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. And he essentially could see it through the ultrasound, which mm. was basically, normally you have to look through the MRI because the MRI gives you a lot clearer picture. And he was like, I can also see calcification, which means your body's been trying. It's not funny. Sorry. It's like your body's been trying to heal this for a long time. I was like, yeah. Yeah, hmm. I've been dealing with this for a long time. So, what do you do? Rest. Rest. Okay. Yeah, he was like, if you were a professional athlete, you'd be out for four to six weeks. So, oh, okay. You need to. Can you rest. point your mic down just a little bit? Just point it down. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and not a hundred percent rest. Just tone it down. Well, right? he knows it's hard for me to hundred percent rest. So he essentially just said, anytime you feel it, that's not good. So what can you do to basically reduce that? So lots of mobility work, not lengthening my hammy and my mobility work and uh, upper body and core. I definitely, you know, we've talked about this on the last episode. I know, I knew this was happening. I just, with a lot, there's a lot that goes into me slowing down. Mentally, emotionally, physically, business-wise, mm-hmm. all of that. So I'm at a point where I, I'm like, I know. Mm-hmm. And I've known this was where it's at. And there's a lot that can happen when you're recovering. And that's that can be fun and exciting. So I'm not, I'm in a way better mental space now. Yeah. So, you're adaptable. I'm adaptable. I was thinking about that this morning. Not you specifically. Oh. Now I am. Oh. <clears throat> God, I thought this was like a compliment circle. It hit. I just gave you a compliment. You're adaptable. Then you said not you specifically. Well, no, I said I was <laughs> thinking about this this morning. I wasn't thinking, wow, how adaptable Kaiser is. Oh, that's what I thought you were doing. And I was like, wow, thank you. Okay. A lot. Yes. I was no, thinking this morning about it. Anyways, I was just thinking because I've been looking, learning a lot about like pain and just longevity and all these things. And it is, I will say a lot of the things we talk about we always, or you always do a good job saying like, this isn't easy or this is just a practice. But I will say things have changed for me. Like Mm. they are changing for me where I have like a calf injury that I've had for like a month now. And it's really annoying. And, but like, I'm taking, like, I used to be really upset about it and then like maybe not move, kind of be like, oh, this injury, now I can't move. But it's like, oh no, I just have to adapt the way I move. I have to warm up way more. I have to like do a bunch of stretching or I have to try to release it in the morning and it works. Yeah. It's just like, it's extra and it, it is annoying, but I'm adaptable. And I was thinking, I was like, that's cool. Like, think yeah. about you're adaptable. Yeah. And there's, it, it forces you to think outside the box, but there's a lot that can be done when you have an injury on one specific part of your body. There's a lot of other things that you can do. And, you know, we don't have to go into detail because we did talk about this last episode. There's also a lot of other ways that you can take care of yourself that don't always involve physical movement. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I have a moment of being like, shit, really? You know, because I love all the the crazy things. I can't jump. I can't sprint. I can't do any of that right now. Um, But also, I get excited about just exploring something new and then learning something new. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for filling us in. Yeah. Update. I think we'll just, we'll, we'll update, we'll get updates on that old hammy. 
those tendons. Tendons. Every couple of weeks. I think that's a good, you know, go through, let the team go through it with you. Yeah. And just a little like lesson here. Don't do what I did. Which team. is what? I always say, listen to your body. Mm. And I definitely, just being honest here, should have li- listened to my body about five months ago. There was a little. Uh-uh. I would disagree. I oh. think you totally listen to your body. You just don't do what it tells you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because you've been talking about, you know, she's been talking for a while. Yeah, I have been listening to her. Well, that is so true. And then there were a few things that I wanted to get through and I wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to film a few of these things. And yeah. So anyways, listen to your body. When there's something going on, you're really not going to, you're not going to be able to out train it. You definitely have to go through the protocol of taking care of it. And for a lot of us, that means resting whatever is, you know, injured at the time and it needs to happen. Yeah. And I think it's good to clarify, at least I, don't, I think you agree with this, but resting, I think when we hear rest means I don't do anything. Right. And that's not the case. No. It's just you have to change things. Yeah. You can still move so and like, it's important to move. For example, so he, my, my doctor, he's really awesome and he knows that I- What's his move, name? Uh, uh, Dresner, Dr. Dresner. Dr. Dres. Okay, yeah. Dr. Dres. Dr. Dres. Okay, here we go. Um, and he was essentially just like you- what we're going to use for your protocol is the moment you feel it, you can't do that. So it's really easy for me to go throughout my training routine and, and the moment I feel it, I can't do it. But the moment, if I don't feel it, I'm good to go. So I go ham. So the other day, Luca made me do a finisher and it was a rope. It was this crazy rope slam finisher and my heart rate was up and Mm -hmm. I'm sweating and I'm like, Holy crap. And then I'm, you know, arms are so sore the next day, but I could do that. Mm-hmm. That was, you know what I mean? I still, I got a great workout. I can do that. So I just like, I enjoy the challenge once I've decided, okay, I recognize this is an injury. I have to do all the protocols. Now I enjoy the challenge of what, what else can we do? Yeah. Cause it enforces the switch up of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be working. I'm about to be yeah, tons yeah. of upper body. Totally <laughs> fucking flex. And I'm going to make that a gift by the way. No, um, no. Your, I, and I feel like you've been best friends with your like hamstrings yeah, with for my a lower long time. Body, yeah. Cause it's like, you love your lower body, but yeah. now it's like, you got, you know, that little upper body's been waiting for an opportunity. She has. And maybe she'll ask me out on a date. Yeah, you she know, has. Maybe we can go to the gym together. Oh, she has. She's yeah. been forgotten for so That's long. Cool. That's such a great point. All yeah. right, we're Look about to that. come through. <laughs> That's a it. great point, Mike. Thank okay. you. What are the chances we can get Dr. Drez on the podcast? Oh, gosh. How cool would that be? That would be amazing. He could talk about your... Is it a male or female? It's a male. Male. Um they could talk about your situation yeah. and then they could also like, we could field some questions and yeah. have some great info. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Dress. What up? <laughs> Get it. at me in the DMs, dog. <laughs> you are so I think he control. follows me. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he does. Is it time to. Yeah. Now it's time for what's buzzing. What's buzzing, Bob? Kick it off. Okay. So. Also, I'm trying to do this as a speed buzz. Oh, a speed round? Are we doing, do you want me to set a timer? Yeah. 60 seconds? Okay, two, perfect. Two, two minutes? What do you want? Uh, two minutes. Two minutes. Hold on. Really Just so quick. that you can ask me a question if you want. Two minutes. Team, okay. last time I said we take too long on these, so. You're already three seconds okay. in. Hit All it. All right. So I am buzzing on my Ninja Air Fryer. Oh, I knew dun, it. I, knew I it. sound like I'm in the prices, right? So here's the thing. I have been getting fed up with myself that I'm not cooking. So I've been seeing a lot of people loving their air fryer and, and I, 
I know it's ridiculous because I, I do have a, an oven that works. <laughs> you have like a five-star Michelin kitchen. I have a re- And then you've really got nice this kitchen. air fryer now that's yeah. like solving all your problems. I yeah. love it. So, but you know what? I was like, if it takes a little extra investment for me to get excited about cooking some things, then it's worth it. Yeah. And I have only cooked one thing. That's what I cooked so far is some chicken breast. Yeah. And it was fire and so easy. So what I didn't realize is an air fryer is essentially a small oven. Yeah. And so I cook chicken breasts. What? I just The thing that's so funny about chicken breasts is like you can literally put a pan on your stove and just cook a chicken breast in a pan. But then I'd have to Google how do I do it? But you had to what do, do that I with do? your air fryer, didn't you? No, I how had to Google I had to Google what a marinade is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, no, my air fryer tells me it's just a little chart. Oh, it's, yeah. It says, okay, you're going to cook <clears throat> chicken breasts on both sides. It's 27 okay. minutes okay. at 390. I never trust those things, but it sounds like it worked. Like it the worked. popcorn button on the microwave always burns the fucking popcorn. Oh. I hate it. Okay. Well, no, this worked perfectly. Yeah. So I, for anybody that's curious, I got, I don't know if there's an official name, but I got the dual. So it's not just one, it's yeah, two. You guys, yeah, yeah. You're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I can cook two things yeah. at one time. And that's I love cool. it. That's great. So far. <laughs> I'm happy for you on that one chicken breast. We'll but the chicken breast went far because then I put it on a salad. Yeah. I had two meals from it. It was great. Yeah, that's awesome. I think we should also uh, weekly or biweekly do some air fryer updates. Yeah, air fryer yeah. updates. And my whole goal with the air fryer is that I don't go out to eat. <clears throat> that I'm not buying. Oh, Sorry, that's your time. Okay, that I'm not buying food yeah. on the way home. <laughs> Okay. And just wanted to um, also add uh, that if you do do popcorn in the microwave, I recommend two minutes, 22 seconds. That's my optimal popcorn time. So, two, two, two. Yeah, if you want to give that a shot. That's a lucky number. You know what? That's kind of like, two, 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 two. That's too many twos. You'd be like 22 minutes that your popcorn is definitely going to burn. Okay, you're eating into your time. In New York time? Into your time. Oh, into my time. No, it didn't start. That was... Set... Go. Boom. Are you tracking me? No. No. Um, I'm buzzing on cryotherapy. Yeah. So for my birthday, I got a five, I believe a five pass card to Glacial. It's right by my house in Lake Forest Park. And they do like cryo and infrared sauna and and things like that. And um, I've always been curious because I've been really interested in the ice bath game for a while. Yeah, you have. And I just... Still have not pulled the trigger. We're a good year in of research. Not a lot of good options out there that are affordable. And so I tried the cryo. I'm still researching like the difference of cryo versus ice bath. It seems like there's more benefit. Well, I, I think whatever camp the, the, who's writing the article seems to be like, you know, cryo is the thing. Ice bath is the thing. I will say though, cryo, I'm up to negative 200 degrees. Wild. For three minutes. You go in, you put mittens and uh, socks on, and you can take a shirt off if you want. I did that last time. And, like, you kind of just get tingly, and you're just in a, like, capsule with a bunch of nitrogen. Um, Is it nitrogen? I think it's nitrogen. That's just, like, air, like, dry ice, basically. And you rotate. It's pretty cool. Hard to say, like, what, you know, like, I feel a mental boost, honestly. Like, I have been noticing that, which I've been learning more about. Cold immersion can actually help with, like, mental health. And, like, there's things that happen, um, like, happy things. You know, serotonin. There we go. Anyways, I'm on session four, I think, and then I go in, I believe tomorrow I have another one for my final one. So 
it's been cool. It's been interesting. I love, I'm learning just more about like a recovery and movement and all that stuff. So I think there's such a, a growing number of things to try. And like, if anything, I think it just like helps me reflect on my body in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to feel good in your body. (laughs) And you just like, I think I just have fun being like, oh, I'm going to my cryo and it's three minutes. That's I will say the thing that's really convenient if you have this by your house, like it's five minutes from my house. It's three. I walk in, I walk right back. They get me in. It's three minutes. I'm out. And I'm home within 20 minutes total. Like it's really efficient. So that's cool. Yeah. So. And I also, there's something that goes along with the fact that you are doing the things that you know you should be doing or trying to take care of your body. Yeah. There's like such a a, a natural high that comes from mm-hmm. that as well. Like, okay, I, I, I did that thing today. Yeah, it's kind of like if you, you know, like in a relationship or a friendship or whatever, like if they know you're trying, even if you're not doing a great job, but they know you're trying, they're like, that's cool though. That's the nice. Effort. You know, I think the body, if the body knows you're trying, they're like, eh, it's not really working. Don't tell them it's not working. Placebo. Yeah, but they're still giving you like a good energy. So I do, I, I've been enjoying it. We'll see how it pans out if okay. I'll keep going. I think I will. I okay. want to, you know, trying to, trying to get her to hook us up a little bit with a little, <laughs> you know, a little tradesies or something. So we'll see. The micro influencer yeah, is micro coming influencer out. coming out. So <laughs> I did post a video about it. I had the person. Um, this is no longer the buzz. Yeah. This is now I've been waiting getting... <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I can't give you. I was like, she doesn't have the buttons. I was like, no, she has the loudest button in the room. Yeah. Which is that mouth. Sorry for anyone that was listening. That was a little aggressive. We'll have to have the editor turn that down. And sorry. Post yeah, that sure. was really yeah. aggressive. Okay, go ahead. We can't both sip tea and say we're drinking at the I know, same then time. It's just silence. <laughs> and they can hear the hop water Fizz. rushing down. Oh, my throat. <laughs> Okay, moving on. All right, here we go. So (laughs) we, today, last night we were filming on a boat, which was cool, and we were doing a little thing. Can we, we can, no, we won't talk about it, but we were shooting a little fun little thing. Oh, yeah, you can talk about it. Oh. Totally fine. You totally came to the eyes of like, stop now. Oh, no, you're misreading my eyes. You're getting sensitive about my eyes. Well, you're googly today. They're like, they were like a little cross-eyed They're burning. I'm sorry. I'm tired. They're literally burning. Did you get, um... Did you get um, uh, Botox in your eyes, in your eyeballs? <laughs> so, so they don't move anymore? <laughs> They're just only straight ahead, so you have to move your whole head. But they look good. No. They're tight. You got them tight eyes. No, not tight. Tired. Tired eyes. Okay, okay. Tired. They don't look... That's... Oh, yeah. Anyways. Your eyes are a thing on the podcast, I realize. Like, you got C4 for those energetic eyes. Yeah, those that's that C four <laughs> smart energy eye. Okay. Um. Anyways, last night we were like, "Oh, what are we going to talk on the podcast?" And out of nowhere, you just go, "Fear." What do we fear, or something like that? Okay. What did you say I, exactly? I just said, "What if we talk about our fears and what we fear?" That's I not didn't. how you said it. Yeah, I did. What if we talked about fears <laughs> and what we fear, Michael? If we talked about that tomorrow on the podcast, that's not how it was. So I think it was probably a mix <laughs> somewhere in the middle. I was maybe a little too much. You were okay. a little too light. It doesn't matter. But I was like, that's a great idea. Like, what's Kaisa afraid of? And we can start small, and then we can get all the way to tall and see where it goes. I'm afraid of this topic. I don't know why I suggested this. That's pretty fitting. 
You're afraid. You fear the topic of fear I on the top the podcast. Honesty. Yeah. Cool. No. So should we dive in? Yeah. Should we start small? Yeah. What do you What are you afraid of? Well, let's start. Let's start by defining fear. Okay. Okay. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, but a lot, if we were going to start small, a lot, a lot of my fears are irrational fears. No, there's no judgment. Let's not judge the, this is not an episode of judging your fears. definitely afraid of spiders. Me too. Okay. But that's probably, that's not dangerous. Let's talk about that. Is that a bigger thing than, and is it, um. It's not going to like bite me and hurt me. Mm-hmm. So really, what is that? That's a phobia. Is a phobia a fear? I don't know. But let's talk about like, so let's go down. Because I have the same, I definitely have a fear of spiders, but I can pick an ant up <sighs> by like with my fingers. You know, yeah. it doesn't bother me. I think it for me, it's like there's the biting aspect <clears throat> of like, oh, spiders, some are poisonous and I definitely don't have a handbook to identify which ones are and which ones aren't. That's part of it. But let's go into you. No, I'm not afraid of... It's the creepy crawliness crawliness. of bugs. They move fast. They move fast. They are... It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're not alone. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Like, there are... Yeah, it's just bugs. I'm not... Just bugs in general. Yeah. Are spiders higher on that list Spiders and bees are the highest. The bees, yep. Yeah. Just honestly, deathly afraid. What about, like, centipedes? I don't like any of that, but I would say flies are like the least just because you see so much of them. They're annoying, but they don't like creep me out. Yeah. Yeah. Flies are really annoying. Yeah. So do you like, do you remember, have you always been afraid of spiders? Like Mm -hmm. since you're, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, no, I was going to say like, if you grow up with that fear, like around them, is that, are you more used to them? But like, I grew up with a ton of spiders in our house and I've always hated them. Yeah. I think there's like an irrational. I think there's a difference of being like, oh, I hate spiders or whatever. I have an irrational fear. Like I am a grown woman and I can talk myself through and I am literally will like get up and scream and run. And there's a video I was trying to film my dad and I had a full on like panic attack because the spider was so big and he got too close to it before I was away from it. Like I ha it's not, I cannot control it. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, my therapist does say a lot of that also is anxiety induced. So yeah. And how does that relate? Like anxiety to a, f- because I'm heightened my, um, oh, you're like, my your nervous, nervous system, system is like, on. is always on fight or flight. Got it. And so I like live with mm. the preparation that I always have to, like I'm always on. I'm always. You yeah. Know. You're not like you're not able to really like make a decision in the moment. Like no, your body's made the decision already. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you do you think like if they move slower, is it better or worse? A spider. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm the type of person that can't get close enough to kill it. Mm. Like I can't get a shoe distance apart. Mm. I have to go get a huge mop thing Mm -hmm. this happens at my house Mm -hmm. and then i have to be i'm like six feet away trying to kill us i prefer it to be slower but okay yeah it's it's a problem this do we have to keep talking about that i actually don't like talking about this wow it's giving me like it makes me want to crawl out of my skin right now okay 
I threw a shoe at one. I remember like it was like 10 feet away because it was too big. And it ran fast. And it just and then <laughs> disappeared in the cracks. And then I have to sell my home because I don't know yeah. where it went. And it could Let's be in my burn bed. Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There was a spider in there. Yeah. And it got away. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Spiders. A lot of people fear spiders. Yeah. Bees. Well, so I was going to say, though, like, so pre at home, like, we've tried, I feel like we've just tried to, like, as we age, we get a little bit more compassionate for all living things. And so we've been trying to, like, A, not hand down the fear of, like, things to River, because then it's like, well, let him decide if he fears these versus us saying, hey, you should fear these. And so we, like, trap them now a lot of times with, like, a jar and a piece of paper. And it's pretty, like... I've grown because it was first Priya would do it, but then there's a size. There's a size that like we no longer do that. Like, you sorry, you got to die. Like you've had a good life. You know, you're oh, wait, old you enough. Ki- oh, you, ki- you can't kill bees? No, no, no. But spiders. Sorry. Oh, I was like, you and cannot. And yes, you can totally kill bees. No. Oh, you Some can't of them kill have to die. bumblebees? No, I mean, you can kill anything you want, whether it's, you know, good or no, bad for the environment. No, bees make the world yeah, yeah, yeah. go around. No, I get all that. I agree. I just learned that like wasps. Are actually still good for no, they're still good. Oh. Like uh they all do something. I know. That's why we're not supposed to be killing them. That's why my dad came to save the big spider. Yeah, because spiders too, they eat little oh, bugs. Oh my gosh, I can't can we not talk about this anymore? <laughs> Honestly, team, I'm sorry. I have a mat that's okay, starting small, that's my massive fear. Yeah, I, I cannot that sounds like a big one. It is oh. Okay, let's move on from that. I mean, just so you know, if we're gonna just talk about fears and things you're afraid of, this is probably just not gonna be a very comfortable episode. No, but it's specifically that that like I can't get it out of my head <laughs> when you're talking about the spiders and the size, and then I'm thinking about that huge one and then be it's like ah, oh, it's really bad. All right. What else? What else are you afraid of? I mean, <laughs> the obvious. I'm definitely afraid of failing. But I, I think about this one a lot mm-hmm. because I'm actually less about failing. I'm more afraid of people's judgments mm. of me. In regards of failing. Yeah, and not only that, because if I dig deeper to this, I've always been really afraid of being misunderstood. I think that's something for me that has always, like I just, I created an alter ego so that you couldn't misunderstand me because you couldn't actually even bother to know me. So that's kind of like where my, my, the bitch attitude came from for so long. I didn't know what I was doing in the time, at the time, but I think after, you know, many years later, I've started to realize I just being misunderstood. Hmm. And maybe because I didn't understand myself, so I wasn't, you know, really. What happens, I guess, like going down that, like what happens if you're missing, or let's give, let's do an example. So like you, what, like. Well, I felt like I was being misunderstood a lot, that I had an attitude and that mm. I was a bitch and that I wasn't nice. And, and so I just kind of, per, I took that persona on. I was like, fine. If that if that's what it, it wasn't, I was shy. Mm-hmm. I was so now I know it was like social anxiety, but I was so uh, like just insecure and in dealing with so much, and so it just bothered me so much that people misunderstood me. And I don't. How do you explain to them? Like that's not right. You're not even giving me a chance. And this is definitely in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I just took that personality on. I was like, all right, fine. So the fear was to be misunderstood before you were misunderstood. I don't actually know that. 
is that how fear works? It's before the thing is happening. Ooh. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not like a, but I definitely, that's a thing for me you, to, to not, to, to not be understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also it, it's a challenge then that maybe I'm not coming across. Or again, you know, it's no judgment. Of yeah. It. But maybe that's the word to be judged. Yeah. To be judged. Yeah. So then you fe- well, you feared to be judged in a way that you didn't want to be judged. Yeah. Potentially. I right? would say so. Then when that would happen, that was like one of your biggest fears. I'm just, I'm not dying. I'm not, I'm just trying to recount yeah. what you're saying. I think it's pretty debilitating to me. Mm. And so I think, because when I look back, I know that I developed this alter ego without knowing at the time or in my, my sophomore year. Freshman year was devastating to me. Like it was so earth shatteringly difficult. And I think that's when I started to be like, fine, I'm totally misunderstood. Nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. I don't fit in. I'm just going to go with, I'm going to create my little shield. If they think I'm a bitch, if they think I have an attitude, if they think I'm stuck, I'm just going to rock that. Like, and, and honestly, I, I rocked that for way too long, but I rocked that until, until I got into this career and I realized it didn't serve me, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to be a bitch and to not be myself. I'm not a bitch. (laughs) Like, I mean, no, no. oh my God, I was looking, <laughs> yeah, wait, not, am I? Not, no, I mean, sometimes I'm a little quick with my yeah. you know, attitude, but I'm not a bitch down yeah. deep. Um, and so, yeah, that was definitely, that was a huge thing for me and still is being misunderstood is still, mm-hmm. you know. And so with the, but the way you sort of seem like you, you deal with being misunderstood is to just go into that uh, character that, I did. Isn't you. Yeah, alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you think I'm that way? I'm going to be that way. I didn't have any skills to deal with it. Yeah. Because over the years, I've learned most of my fears, like the ones that I can control besides bugs, I actually see them as a challenge. And so I am motivated uh, by my fears. You know, a lot of things that I'm afraid of doing, I... I like have more energy to do them. Like I was afraid every, I think about this all the time because it was so visceral. I was afraid every day of going into Zoom because I thought I was a terrible trainer. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Like almost debilitating fear. Like Mm. I was like, I need to quit. This is awful. But then I found something like deep, I guess. I'm like, I'm not going to let my fear hold me back from something that I know I want to do and I want to get better at. Because ultimately, what is that? Like, what is that fear? It's fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. It's fear that I'm, you know, somebody's going to think I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, it becomes the thing that it's less about me. It's more about what I think other people are going to think of me. And then that ultimately goes, okay, well, I can't control that. So I am going to like preemptively think and stop what I want to do. What's like so important to me because I'm worried that somewhere down the road, somebody might judge me and I might be uncomfortable in that moment. I mean, I remember this and probably many trainers do. I remember thinking I shouldn't be here. I don't Mm -hmm. have the credentials to be here. I have no fucking idea what's happening at the bottom of a squad. And if Peter Smock comes by and asks me, okay, well, what's happening here? Like you're a young trainer. You got to know these things. Would I just melt into the floor? Would he yell and scream at me? Like, what would happen? I don't know. But that almost held me back from being a trainer because I was so afraid of 
that feeling mm-hmm. and almost like didn't continue because I wanted to prevent myself from having that feeling. Yeah. Which is laughable now, but it's not. not it's real. Yeah. Yeah. For years. You said a lot of interesting stuff. One oh. thing that you said was you don't know. And I wonder if uh, I think a lot of fear can stem with or stem from you not knowing what happens if this thing happens, right? Like, what if the spider touches you? What if you fall off? What if you, whatever, you get in the car crash? What if, whatever the thing is, like, it's sort of the fear. On the, it's almost like fear in itself is kind of the fear of the unknown. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, what happens if Peter comes over and sees me? I don't know. And that alone can cause, like, anxiety and all these things. And so I think then, what as you were talking to, it's kind of like, you know those people who just really embrace humility? Mm-hmm. Like to where you're like, dude, did you know that like you shouldn't be doing that? And they're like, oh, really? What's the way I should be doing it? And you're like this way. And they're like, wow, thanks. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, damn, they just, they just totally owned that they did not know, you know, and now. But then they don't have a fear, a debilitating fear of judgment. Or I think. They may in certain things, but like, I think it's just like the more you can embrace a humility, like the more you can embrace, like when you're talking about going in and not knowing and all those things, it's a practice. And I think you're probably way, way, way better at it now, right? When you go in, you can almost probably see the fear that's still there. And you're like, oh yeah, that's that healthy fear that keeps me working hard and keeps me like, you know, trying. Because ultimately, if you don't fear it and you just walk in and you have no fear, no anxiety about anything, when you're going to go give a big talk or when you're going to go lead a big class or something or even film a class, if there's nothing there, you're, you know, you're probably not on your A game. Well, no, I don't fear teaching a class Mm. anymore because, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I have chosen to see it as a mindset. And then I have a choice about what I put my energy towards. So the fear is always there. So training is a really easy example for me because it's been huge my whole life. And rather than putting that fear in the fact that I wasn't the most intelligent, the smartest trainer, I just decided to make a decision. Like, I'm not going to leave this industry. Okay. So are you going to deal with this every single day? No. Instead, I'm going to try and look for the things that I'm good at. Like I have my clientele is showing me that I'm good at something. I mean, they've showed up and they've been here for six plus years with me. Like, what is the thing? Why are they here? And then I just dug into that. Like, I really am a cheerleader to them. Like, I'm really supportive of the things that they're going through. When they're there for that hour, that hour is solely about them. I'm not on my phone. I'm not talking about me. Like, so I just started owning the things that I felt like, okay, I'm at least good at this. So maybe if Pete or somebody else comes by and says some shit, I'm like, you're right, I don't. But you know what? I got her to fucking squat because she believes in herself now because I believed in her first and now she's doing the damn thing. So I may not know every single muscle that's firing, but I got her to do it. And that's really where I honed in on. I love motivating people from not moving to start moving because it's not about all the scientific things. Like, let me just also preface, I have done everything I possibly can. I have got my master's in sports performance. I've gone, I've gone to so many courses. Like I haven't like said, Oh, I don't need to know these Mm -hmm. things. I have tried for Mm -hmm. so long. And then I just realized, but what's really important for that population of people is to have somebody that believes in them. Like to have somebody that's positive, that supports them, that like really truly believes in them. They don't need to be explained, you know, everything about the body because it's over their head. They're already overwhelmed. And I just own that. Mm -hmm. So it's not about like, 
I guess I really didn't even face the fear. I just turned in a different direction and said, okay, I'm going to give the fear less energy because I'm going to focus on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I would assume like with anything, like the more you do it, like you probably came out of the first few sessions going like, I didn't get fired. I didn't get that question. So like you, the fear, because it becomes less unknown, or I guess it becomes more known, you, it probably like allows you to relax a little to go like, but what do I want to put my energy in then? And maybe I'm not going to be that person, but I could be this other person. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think fears are irrational. I don't think I could, I don't think it was like a logical thing. I just remember thinking I'm going to quit or because this is after I went back to school and I still, that didn't make me smart enough. I got my master's in sports performance and I still wasn't Mm -hmm. smart enough, you know? And so I just had this moment of like, I'm going to quit or I'm going to do something different. I'm going to put my energy into something different. I'm going to believe in myself in a different way. Mm -hmm. You have two, there's a fork in the road. Which way are you going right now? And so I think it was that active practice. But for me also, it's like reps, you know, like choosing to step into your fear, choosing to face the thing that is, Fears are debilitating to us. Choosing to face that over and over again kind of builds up that muscle of being like, I can do it. I can do hard things and I can get through that. So maybe yeah. that was a roundabout way of saying you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you usually do that. Like I say it kind of like really short and probably not that eloquent. And then you take it. You're like, no. And but this and then this and then like a really cool, pretty way to say that is this. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. We're on the that's same page. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think also the fear is it's easy to like think of it in one way, which is just like, ah, I'm so afraid. But I don't think that always is. I, I, first of all, I have no fucking clue, but like, I think it can also show up in different ways. Like with say filming a class, you tend to like have to go pee 10 times. You have to like, you know, cough, you start, (laughs) you have to get your water. Okay. I get obsessive about it. Yeah. And I I think, I don't know if that's fear, whatever, maybe it's not, maybe it's like nerves, whatever. Maybe they're all sort of semi-related, but I think, yeah, it's also, I think the more though that you can just identify the feelings and sit with them. Ver- basically, it's kind of going back to however many episodes ago we were talking about, like, creating space between you and the thing, whatever that is. And it's like, if you can create space between you and your fear, your fear, maybe it doesn't become less scary, but maybe it does because you can at least, like, have a rational observation of it. Yeah. Actually, I think this is a really good point because I think there's a difference of you fear things because they're, like, dangerous. Like, I fear mm-hmm. heights. Okay, I don't need to work through that. I I just, I have a fear of heights (laughs) because it's dangerous and I might fall and I might die and Mm -hmm. I don't want to die. So whatever. But I do think that if you can give yourself that space for a lot of other fears, I think you'll realize you have a lot to learn from facing that fear and then walking through that fear. Like so many things have happened because it wasn't that I became unafraid of that thing. It was because I was like, all right, cool. I clearly, like, I need to do this in order to move forward, and I'm going to learn a lot along the way. I might not actually move forward. I might, you know, move backwards, and it might send me into some different direction, but I'll still be learning. And so I've had this, like, inquisitive nature about, I guess, always about myself and then, like, how I am in the world. And my a lot of, t- a lot of times fears, fears guide that, mm-hmm. like... What, what I'm afraid of can probably tell me a lot about myself if I choose to kind of go towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think fear, yeah, it's not about, like you said, I think you said it's not about overcoming it or getting rid of it. Because I think it's actually like, it's, it's a useful tool. Mm-hmm. Just like the other things we've talked about, like different parts of you that, you know, show up 
that you can say are quote unquote bad. I want to get rid of them. It's like more you want to create a relationship with them because your fear, like when I go surfing, I definitely fear sharks or whatever the fuck else is in the ocean. Like a hundred percent. And if I think about it in the water, it starts to freak me out. But <sighs> I've, I can also go like, that is just like, as you do it more, it's like, oh, that's a fear that is healthy to keep me not too confident that like they don't exist and to not think about it ever. Right. And especially, I mean, where we are, it's not that there's really not that many sharks, but like, as you go to a place where there are, you know, I might be like, Hey, I have a healthy fear of that. Like, is it worth it? Or like, at what point is like, is the wave really good here, but there's a higher (laughs) shark population or jellyfish or whatever the like fear is. And I can go, I can go, that's not worth it to me. I'd rather just surf this other wave that's like there's less of a risk or whatever. So I think it's like keeping that fear with you and having a relationship because it is showing up for a certain reason. Yeah, totally. And I think there's different, I don't know, we don't have to like get into all the different, but I really do think there's difference between the fear because something is dangerous Mm -hmm. and then just the fear that has a lot of other things underneath it. Like for me, a lot of my fears, if you kind of start slicing them apart is because I am afraid of judgment. Mm -hmm. I am not, it's not, I don't fear something when I have control over it. I'm like, okay, I see that fear, but like, I'm going to go through that fear. Mm -hmm. But when, when that fear is wrapped around and underneath those layers is judgment from other people or criticism or disappointment or, you know, that's when and I don't know the language to explain this, but that's like this outside thing that's really difficult for me. Fear that's contained within myself, I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, there's this whole like, okay. And I feel like that happens daily for me. I have a lot of shit that I have to do in my life that I have to push through. The other stuff, oof. Yeah. Well, I guess be more specific. What's one that you're saying like, oh, I can deal with that. And then the judgment you're saying is one you can't. Yeah. Right? Okay. Let me think. Because like the a- easy one is like, is the spider along the No, other that's like okay, I'm seeing three baskets okay, of three fear. Baskets, okay. So fear because I honestly think I'm in danger is yep. like the spider in this okay, and that. Okay, okay. I'm done talking about that type yep. of fear. Okay. Yep. I hate that type of fear. Okay. And I'm not gonna get over that type of fear. Yeah. I have fear of heights, fear of spiders, all those things. You you totally could. I don't want to. Like now you're gonna irritate <laughs> me. I don't want to. I don't want to go in arachnophobia therapy. Like I don't want to. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. I'm that's not cool. spending my time yeah, doing yeah, that. Totally. Now I have two <laughs> buckets of fears. I have a fear about doing something. Like I have a fear about getting on a podcast Mm -hmm. and saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is like, I have a fear. And if I dig deep underneath that, I have a fear because I'm worried about them thinking I'm a terrible Mm -hmm. guest and the podcast going out and people not having like, not understanding what I was trying to say or just me being dull and boring and this and that. Okay. That is in a different bucket because it's a fear that lo- that's like, I really need to dig deep there and figure out why I'm so worried about people judging me. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. like what lies underneath all that, that I think I'm actually possibly a boring human being with nothing to say, mm-hmm. or that I'm worried about, you know, them judging me and not understanding the true me. That's like a, a different bucket. Mm-hmm. And the other bucket is like a fear of, God, what would be a good example? Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I, okay, I'm being put on the spot and I can't think about it, but it's more in my control. And that's an easier fear for me to say like, okay, fine, just go do that thing, Kaisa. I, uh, you're going to have to keep talking because I is can't that like think of. more of something like I'm just going to fish because yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. like procrastinating, like you don't want to do a thing, but you're forcing, is like that really a fear or is, is that what you're talking about kind of? 
Like just go do that thing. It's not you fear. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's not actually a fear. Yeah. Maybe it's not a fear. But I have a good example, and I just don't have. Well, that. here, let me say something. Yeah. And you, if it comes up, because yeah. here's what I'm seeing. Yeah. As as a non-qualified <laughs> person at all, but as you were talking, I was like, oh my god, I th- something clicked for me. To me, it seems like fear is is there. It, it's it's based on a fear of death, whether it's ego death or like actual death because everything you just described from the judgment is all ego because ego definition of ego is a sense a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance if your ego dies which is you being judged and you being misrepresented in a way that you don't want to be or didn't intend to be then like your ego kind of dies right like that's like who your self-esteem there's a fear of like that being shattered right spider height surfing whatever there's a fear of like actual death like real death i don't want to die that thing could cause me to die then this other thing is sort of like the mind or soul or whatever you want to say death like the ego death that's kind of where i'm that's what i was hearing i know and your vibe you're buzzing on that i'm but well because i'm thinking now too like i fear death like greatly like it comes up for a lot for me like i think about it a lot i've thought about it a lot for a long time i've worked on it over the last few years and then but like ego death is a way different i I mean yeah like ego death you don't die right like so like i've quote unquote died in certain situations like for my ego and you get to the other side and you're just like oh okay like that's less scary now. But every time your ego takes a hit, you die. Is that what you're saying? No, I think it's just a fear of death, a fear of that. Like, I don't know if the ego, this is getting beyond my capabilities of like conversing, I think, but like say on uh, like a psychedelic journey I've been on where you like your fear, you literally feel like you're dying, you know? And then, but it's really just your ego letting go of like whatever that means to you. And so when you get to the other side, you're like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm all right. Yeah. And that practice, the more you do it, the the more you can lean into it, you know? And, and there's a lot of people who say they're not afraid of actually dying. And these are like a lot of like extreme sports people, or whatever, like, and I feel like they, they've made peace because they do it so often. They like, they, they, they tow that line so often with death and dying that it's a hundred percent worth it to them to like fly in a wingsuit or, you know, do whatever crazy thing that they, that's just a very high risk with, you know, and they've kind of worked their new relationship with it. I don't know. They're just thinking around fear. Is it like, so it's like pain or whatever the original definition was, but it seems like this at least works in what you're describing. It's like, there's like a, I mean, I hear what you're saying and this isn't, there's no right or wrong here. Yeah. Like if that's how you think about it, that's awesome. For me, if I dig deep, maybe it's a little less of that. It's more because I don't, it's not like the ego death or maybe if I understand that more, maybe, but it's more like if I just really think about it, it's like embarrassment for me is debilitating. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a certain, there's a few things that come when I feel like somebody was disappointed in me or I didn't live up to their potential or I was misunderstood. You know, like what are those feelings? If that is the ego dying, maybe, but maybe I just don't understand that. But it's like, okay, what is that feeling then? And I'm really going to let that feeling of being so embarrassed that I'm like, I want to escape out of my skin or being feeling just so ashamed that I didn't, you know, do the thing. Is that, that's going to stop me? What if you just swap out the word ego with self-esteem? Like, yeah. did your self-esteem kind of die? Like, your self-esteem, if you think of it as a balloon, and you go on a podcast and say something really stupid, and the whole world starts laughing at you, that balloon either pops or deflates or something, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, yeah. like, yeah, a different way to... 
Yeah, but then, and then you just like, okay, if that's, if that's the reality, then I would say my self-esteem is pretty fragile. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think I did a lot of these things younger without realizing that I was working on these things. So I didn't want to have those feelings anymore. And ignoring them doesn't make them go away. But then I just started leaning into the things that help that self-esteem bubble or balloon get really, really big. Mm -hmm. So when it does get deflated by certain circumstances, that is life and it will happen. How does it not get so deflated that it's not even flying anymore? And I really think that was my thing. I, I think I understood without any language, but I just understood I am programmed to have debilitating fears around things. And if I choose to just stay in that space, I'll never do anything in life. And so rather than thinking about that and and just being like, okay with how I am, I tried to figure out what are the things that give me confidence and, you know, movement and athletics had always given me confidence, but that was now, especially in my career, that was taken away. Um, And so or not taken away, but you know, it wasn't there anymore. And so for me, it was like, what are the things that give me confidence? I'm just going to lean into those things. I'm going to hope that they blow that balloon up a whole lot more so I can handle the other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think like you don't give yourself enough credit for sure. Because I think like, if you think of your self-esteem, what you used to talk about, like you, to now, like you, like you were saying, whether it's like bigger, so it can just lose more or you've just created an elasticity that like it's okay for it to be totally popped because it can be blown back up. Mm-hmm. Like I think like allowing yourself to fail, allowing yourself to take a big hit to the ego. Like I it is so easy to talk about and so so challenging to actually practice mm-hmm. being humiliated. And then being like, well, that's cool. Like humiliated is growth or like fear of um, failure. Like we talked to, it's like, it's so buzzwordy to be like, you know, without failure, like you'll never succeed. And you know, it's so be happy about your failures. And it's like, yeah, that's what you can say when you've failed a bunch and you've gone to the other side and now you're successful from those failures. But someone who just, especially if you're just failing all the time, that is not fun to be in at all. And it's not easy. No, no, but I think I've, uh, for me personally, I think I've had some guiding things in life. Like I am curious and I think that my entire life I'll always live with the desire to understand myself more. I think that will be something that always pushes me to dig into the fears. Like I really do have a desire, deep desire to like constantly be figuring Mm -hmm. things out about myself and to constantly be evolving and to know that I'm, you know, how I am this year is not how I will be next year. And just to like see where I can go Mm -hmm. and the like, most reduced word is like my happiness, but it's, that's not really it. But I, it's just been always my simple word. Like I just want to figure out what propels me to keep enjoying life. Mm -hmm. And I, that, that dig and curiosity is one of those things. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I remember what I was talking about. Regardless. I think that's nice, but I think also, no, no, no. That was, I mean, I think, (laughs) well, yeah, it is frustrating when you lose your train of thought. (laughs) But maybe it's because you're so happy. (laughs) And I think, yeah, I think that also, though, I guess to go off what you were saying is like, the more you're just curious, the less you know, the more there's room for that balloon to like change shape or reform. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's shattering when it's all, you know, like I think of like religion sometimes it's like if someone grows up super religious and then in their twenties, they have this like, what if it's not true? And that 
<laughs> that like slight doubt because they've never had a slice of doubt th- for 25 years and that's all they know. I cannot imagine the earth shattering <laughs> feeling it yeah. must be because your whole, you're like, is anything real? Like, you know what I mean? And so I think it's, it's, there's a, when you're saying like to grow, like I'm so on that same level, like, and I feel like what also it allows is things to not be perfect, like Mm. to grow and to learn things about yourself that isn't just about being happy or enjoying. It's like more of like just learning everything. Like, how do I react to these things? Like, what do I need to work on? Where do I shine? Where can I put more energy? What really takes me down? Like, how do I deal with that? How do I like all those things? I think the more just curious you can be, I think life, I think, yeah, I think life can be more enjoyable because you're just, you're not trying to like figure it out. You're just always, you're remaining curious knowing that it's always going to change. Yeah. Not only that, but on the, on the spectrum of enjoying life, you enjoy life because you've been, you know, you do some low lows so you can enjoy the high highs. Totally. And I think that's the other thing too. Like not, I am not saying I enjoy that, but sometimes with hard days or fears or all these things that are happening, like I feel a lot. But when you feel those things or you go to those dark places, you also appreciate the other things so much more, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, I I think there's like this duality in all of it where I don't have the words for it, but I know that I do that because I'm always seeking like, I want feelings. I want to feel things. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's two point one is that like, I think it was last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. There was just a weird energy happening on a Wednesday when Mm -hmm. we were hanging out or we were hanging out, we were working and it was very clear. And the growth for me was that like all of us, and I think because we were supporting each other in that day, going like, this is a weird fucking day. And you know what? We haven't had a weird day in like six to eight or whatever, however many weeks. Like we've had on days. We've been like crushing it. It's okay to have a weird day. And why don't we We lean into that (laughs) weird day a little bit, right? Let's still try to work. Let's still like get our shit done. But maybe like, let's have that laugh. Let's lay on the couch. Let's like whatever, like let it be. And I think that's really important to, to lean into whatever it is. Yeah. Well, to feel all the feelings. And then, then again, I guess the other point was I love, I've always loved, I don't love being depressed, but I love when I am depressed. I love listening to depressing music and watching depressing movies. And it was like a click moment for me years ago. I quit trying to fight it. And like, go work out because it's going to make you feel better. Go eat healthier. Go talk to your mom or whatever the like feel, get out of the thing. I just started going, I'm going deeper into the thing. I'm going to watch fucking Requiem for a Dream. And I'm going to listen to like Portishead. And it's like, it's very emo, right? Yeah. But then it was kind of like, I could only do it so much before it was like, cool, I'm done with, like, I've felt that. I've gotten all those feelings out. I'm ready to, like, move on. And it helped a lot. I think that's beautiful not to fear those dark spaces, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I think sometimes there's a natural fear there because a lot of us don't know if we're going to come out of those spaces. So, absolutely. But, yeah, I just, I think feeling all the feelings is, like, really important in life. And I, I personally have gone through so much of my life trying to control, not feel anything so that I could keep everything in control and so you know now especially coming into like well I'm in my mid-30s now but my 30s was an era of like I want to figure out about myself and if I don't feel anything then I don't even know who the hell I am Mm -hmm. like I can't just cut everything off and just operate like a robot in this world like that's not gonna work yeah so Hmm. yeah how do you feel about in the future episode we talk like we've never really gone into detail about that ninth grade Eighth grade, would Oof. you be? How, how's that? Yeah, maybe it's depressing. Yeah, 
It wasn't eighth grade. It was ninth grade. Ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. Pinnacle moments. That, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a good one to be a crier. To, Cause you, yeah, you've talked about it. We dance around it a little bit yeah. like as a topic, Yeah. but not like what actually was going on. Yeah. yeah. No, we totally can. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. That'd be good. At, I was we'll going to say that'd be a, fun, but it's not fun. No, it's not fun. We'll have yeah, to yeah, give yeah. a, 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 what do you call it? Like a disclosure. Like dis- we're disclaimer. talking disclaimer. We're yeah. talking about suicide and deep yeah, dark yeah, yeah. things yeah, yeah, yeah totally okay okay we went from sorry fitwear. to end it on that one yeah team. <laughs> no hey look it is it is what it is it's 10 20 right oh, now we perfect. nailed it timing we're you gonna did. we're gonna land this plane you did um fear went we kind of went all sorts of different i like where we started this is what i knew if when you said it last night it's going to be a great way to start the conversation and i feel like it's going to just take all the normal turns yeah. that happens but you know why i like this the most is because i i hope that people listen to this and then go oh wait i have a question about this mm-hmm. or what about this or because it then gets to spark more just because yeah. we talk about fear this is going to be part 1 of 20 parts of fear, and you know, this was not playing. Like we are literally figuring it out live in the, you know, in the moment. Yeah. So it's not like we came with like, Oh yeah, this is what I've been researching for the last 10 years. And like, yeah. you know this about yourself. It's more of like, yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. what is fear? So, and I'm saying that to say team, let us know, like go to kaisafit.com slash ask. And you don't necessarily have to just ask a question there. You're just recording. You may record you know, like what your thoughts and feelings are about Mm -hmm. fear and just like give us these tidbits because we listen to all of them and then we get to take from them, either answer questions or kind of gather and then have another episode about it because people had great, great points about things. So we definitely want to hear from you. You do such a good job bringing that one in. We got to get like that. I I would say that's your number one sell (laughs) of all the things you do. That is the most natural. Let's go to KaiserFizz.com. You know why? Because I freaking hate ask. selling every anything, but I love hearing from the team. Yeah. So if that's the one way I can hear from the team, so then good. that's an easy thing for me to sell. Like, it is so you're just like, you know, and that's, you know, the thing is, is that it's all about hearing from other people. And so I just want to remind you again, KaiserFizz.com slash ask is the best way to do that. Like... It's very QVC vibes. It's good. And if you call in now, you'll get a mini version of Kaiser Bobblehead for free. <laughs> I love it. Free shipping. Oh, yeah, selling. That's another thing we can talk about. Yeah. How do you create products and try to build a company, but you have massive fear of selling? Yeah. I hate selling. <sighs> this could be, I feel like we could totally have another fear episode down yeah. the line for sure. Okay, okay so you got to wrap it up. Call us. 1022. Call us. Let us know, team. All right, Mike. Well, thank you for being open to not knowing. It's like the fear of the unknown doesn't hold you back. So thank you. Because honestly, team, here's the thing. The pressure is really on Mike because he's leading these things and he kind of has to have the questions and the guidance. So it's always an unknown and you have not been afraid. 27 episodes and you have not backed down, Mike. Shout out to you. Never scared. I'm always scared. It's healthy. (laughs) Okay. All All right. Team, thank you so much for joining us here today. We'll see you back on the Kaisa Show very soon.